welcome to this week's episode of the Stephen Perkins program. I am your host, Stephen Perkins. I don't know who else you would be expecting. It's my damn show. Welcome to the uh, Welcome to the Outset Podcast Network. Uh, welcome inside. I feel you know. Let's just pretend like you're. I don't know, inside my studio, which is really just my 675 square foot apartment, but welcome nonetheless. Very happy to have you here this week. Um, so maybe you, maybe you've noticed, maybe you did, maybe, I mean, maybe you really don't care. You just like, you, you listen to the show and it pops up, or if I tweet it out and you're like, who the, who the hell is this? What the hell is this? Uh, we've been gone. I say we, I, I have been gone for the past three weeks in terms of, you know, I, like not having an episode, not physically, you get the idea. So we have not been on for the past three weeks, but we are back this week uh, with a lot, a lot of crap to share with you. But I do just want to share one important development before we get too far into the show. And let me make sure my phone's off because I have had, I don't know if you've listened, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a really big professional. My phone has gone off during recordings. And right now I am in the middle of a heated Twitter discussion with Marco Rubio supporters, and let's just say they know how to tweet, which is unfortunate because everything they tweet is wrong. But that's another subject for another show. So the interesting development. So this week, you know, what, what are we at? We're at uh, four weeks until our semester is over. Maybe yours is later. Maybe you have five weeks, three. I don't think anyone has three weeks, but maybe you have five weeks left or whatever. Uh, we have four weeks, and so we're we're starting to to move into some of our final things. Um, in one of my labs, my astronomy lab, and um, by the way, if anyone ever says, "Oh, you should take astronomy; it's the easiest thing; it's going to be so great," don't listen to them. They're liars. They're not your friends. Remove them from your lives because honestly, they're just assholes who want you to fail. So, anyways, I'm in an astronomy lab, which. <laughs> Trust me, it is not as fun as it sounds, in case you thought it sounded fun. No, we're not stargazing every time. No, we're not, you know, theorizing about deep space exploration. All right, we're not simulating what it would be like to live on Mars. No, we're talking about Jupiter's moons, which is like no offense to Jupiter, if Jupiter is out there listening, uh, but its moons are extremely boring, and I don't give a damn. But long story, somewhat condensed, although you've already listened to God knows how long of this story already. Um, we had to give a presentation in this in this lab because apparently that's what they do in lab. They have like a final presentation. So that happened on Monday. Um, and and I give my presentation. It's over like this star that might, you know, have aliens around, you know, all that crap that you put together to sound exciting. Um, so I get done with my, with my presentation. I sit down and, you know, we go through the rest of the presentations. I'm almost sleeping class or the lab is over. I get up to go and this guy, and let me just describe this guy because this will, this, you need this picture in your head. This, this, this boy, this man, this guy, this thing is dressed. Okay. In skinny jeans, dark skinny jeans, a plaid lumberjack looking button up. He has the Macklemore haircut going on and he's wearing, and this is possibly, by the way, he has like leather boots, you know, and he's wearing, this is probably the most disturbing part. He's wearing like a vest 
like a like one piece of a three-piece suit a vest so he is I, I i think you could say a verified hipster right he has all the all the ingredients are there he doesn't have this the glasses the spectacles the 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 warby parker uh eyeglasses but everything else is there he even has patterned socks so i mean you know you do without what you will but you get the idea in your head. You, you, you know what this man looks like. And no, he doesn't have a beard. You know, he was he was this close to becoming a lumbersexual, but he isn't. So uh, but he is a hipster. Right. So we so we have that established. I think I've beat that dead horse. He turns around and he says, hey, man, um, you should have a radio show. And I said, oh, oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, you have you have the voice to do like a radio show. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for thanks for the, the compliment. He was like, yeah, I you kind of sound like this one podcast I listened to. And I said, what's the podcast? He said, oh, it's some guy. And he talks about architecture. And I was like, that's that's cute. So I'm as <laughs> I, I have the engaging voice of an architecture podcaster. So this is already on a on a good note. Um, and he says, yeah, you should definitely, you know, have a, have a radio show or whatever. So I am pleased to announce this week. And I wish we had a drum roll effect or some sort of, you know, party balloon and buzzers and all that, but I'm proud to announce this week that the Stephen Perkins program is now hipster approved. And this is, you know, listen, this has been a long time coming. Um, I have, I have been lobbying for hipster support for the longest time um, and we finally have it. This is incredible. I'm, I'm very excited about the hipster support. Um, in, in fact, I'm starting to maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about growing out the facial hair just to kind of go with them. I am wearing my leather uh, hipster shoes today, my Oxfords, if you will. I'm wearing my skinny khakis. I'm really getting into character, I guess. All I need is a, is a sweet little mustache and then some mustache wax, which by the way, yeah, that's a real thing. Hipster men put wax on their mustache to make it, I don't know, appear right. It's, it's, it's a mustache and in my opinion. Okay. Before we go on to, again, the, the main topic, I keep diverting, but this is important. So I am on Twitter or I was on Twitter earlier tonight. I'm not looking at it right now because I'm recording a podcast and this is supposed to be a discussion between you and I, which is wonderful. So I go on Twitter. I, 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 I just, I mention just the slightest mention that everyone around me is becoming a Marco Rubio supporter. I didn't, I, I didn't even say, I, I didn't even say everyone around me is becoming a Marco Rubio supporter. Ugh, you know, I didn't even say, OMG, I can't believe everyone around me. You know, I, I said nothing bad about the little Cuban guy, but for some reason, it just, oh, the, oh, the attacks, the attacks start coming and no, Kyle, I'm not talking about you. I know you weren't, you know, it was all in good fun, but literally someone tweeted me and was like, uh, it was like, well, Marco's a, a moderate and that's what we need to win. So it's like, dude, I wasn't saying that he wasn't good. Like, <laughs> I like I don't support anyone right now, so it's not like I'm, I'm I'm not bashing anyone unless your name is Jeb Bush or Lindsey Graham or Chris Christie. I'm not bashing you. I don't give a damn. Okay, you like Margaret? I I simply this is the problem with Twitter. And as much as I love Twitter, um, I just as 
just as much as I love Twitter, I hate Twitter because people, you know, blow things out of proportion. I'm not even sure how some of these people find me. The person who responded to me literally did not even follow me. Not sure who the hell gave him my information, but I want it revoked. Long story short, this podcast should be called Cynicism with Stephen Perkins. I understand that. It's fine. It's my brand. Hell, apparently the hipsters love it, and that's, that's all that matters to me. All right, so let's talk about what we're actually going to talk about this week. Uh, this isn't going to be that long of an episode because I'll tell you what my AC is off right now. Because whenever you do a podcast, um, at least in this apartment, and you have the AC on, it just sounds like a, a, a freaking wind monster is swarming around your microphone and whispering all of these little sweet nothings into it. So I don't have the AC on. And I'm sweating. I'm starting to sweat. Starting to sweat. That's all right. Because this is this is my job. I understand. Okay. Sometimes you have to work hard for the people. You're my people. I'm working hard for you. Do you see how incredible this is? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just I'm making conversation. By the way, this week's episode brought to you by my Twitter account at Steven underscore Perkins. If you're not already following it, the hell is your problem? I mean, really, what is the A, what is the mental, you know, issue that that you have and b to what severity of that mental issue do you have that you're not following my twitter account i literally 20 minutes ago i tweeted out a picture of mitt romney and dad jeans why would you not be following my account for that quality content i tell you what i just don't understand people i, I really don't understand people why would you not follow me when when clearly i have some of the best pictures on the internet and none of them are selfies, by the way, or foodies. None of them are pictures of myself or my food. So, okay, one of them was a picture of myself yesterday. Okay, kill me, sue me, whatever you want to do. Call me, beat me. Anyways, so I want to talk today about a very serious issue. But of course, because I'm me, I won't take it completely seriously. Um, but I do want to talk about something that has come up in the past couple of weeks. And I think it's very important. Um... I don't know, just in general, not, I mean, it's not necessarily important because of the time that we're in or anything like that, but there have been some things this week that have, that have happened that, that I think makes this message, uh, even more important. And the title of my talk, if you will, let's, let's pretend this is a Ted talk y'all. All right. Title of my talk is honesty, trust, and building a better world. And we will, you will come to understand that better is a very you know, objective term. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to make of that what you want. I want to talk um, ab about my generation. And, and very rarely do I enjoy engaging in discussions about my generation, because it, it just sounds so, um, it sounds so corporate. Part of why the hipsters love me because I say things like it sounds so corporate, but it sounds like when you're like, oh my my generation, the millennials. I hate that word, by the way, millennial. I hate it. Anyway, side rant. Um, my generation has an issue, and this issue has really been coming to light in the past few months and maybe the past few years. If you've been paying attention that long, I haven't been, so I'm just gonna say in the past few months. My generation absolutely sucks 
when it comes to being honest and trustworthy. And, and I'm just going to, I had that pause there so, I, so you could say, amen, all right? My generation sucks when it comes to honesty and trustworthiness. And let me tell you some things that have been happening. I have been noticing recently a very disturbing um, development. As more and more people in my generation, or I mean, I mean, I guess really all of us are, are at this point now, but as well, let me put it this way. As more and more people in my generation are starting to choose to uh, pursue relationships, whether that be um, romantic relationships or whether that be friendly relationships. Like I, I know a lot of people who are making an effort right now to expand their friend base. Um, not me. I'm good. Like I'm like, mm, I'm good. I have them all. I'm, I'm fine. But there are some people who are crazy enough to make that jump. We, so, so as, as I watch these new relationships form and as I watch my, uh, my peers form these new relationships and engage in these new relationships, I am noticing just some very disturbing trends. And, and, and it's essentially that we are not ready for serious relationships in terms of, you know, friendship, romantic, business relationships. And as an aside to that, we are not ready. I don't think we are adequate, adequately prepared for careers, for actual personal branding type of ventures into careers. I think our recent developments in these areas have been repugnant. We have become, and let me just make a quick, just the quickest little aside you'll ever hear. When I say we, you know, I hate generalizing, but in, in the sense of this, I need to. Uh, and and I, I, you know, don't, don't, don't think that I'm attacking you because maybe you're better. And if you are, power to you. But, but let me just go on this route that we're already on. We have become unprincipled and shady. And this has been something that has been apparent in almost every aspect of our lives. As you see more and more millennials take on relationships, take on uh, industries, take on um, different parts of, of, of just society in general, you are seeing incredibly unprincipled and shady behavior. You're seeing a lack of honesty and a lack of trustworthiness. Let me start with uh, a recent example, and and I, I you know I was not going uh, I was not going to bring any of this up, and even right now in my head I'm thinking eh, should I probably not, but we are seeing people, especially in the conservative movements on the political side, we're seeing people take this untrustworthiness and this lack of honesty to a whole new level. And there, there have been, you know, in the past, in the conservative, in the young conservative movement, there have been these quote-unquote leaders, these people who have made a name for themselves, and then, uh, and, and, and then they've gone off and they've, they've become very successful. They've reached the top. But, but they end up letting it all get to them. And they crash and burn. And their fault 
and th- and this happens not just in the young conservative movement, but this happens with with any leader who has a fall. You'll notice you have to think about the tipping point. You have to think about what changed from yesterday when they were doing great and they were a positive force to today where they are now falling apart. The thing that changed is they no longer became or or they no longer exuded honesty and trustworthiness. No longer like a switch, some sort of switch happened. And, And I'm not a psychologist. I don't know how to describe this. And I'm certainly not being critical because this is a a, a human uh, a flaw that I think all humans have. It just takes a certain point to get them to this, uh, to this point. I hate to use the word twice, but whatever. You know what I mean. Something happens where the power gets to the head and the honesty turns off. The trustworthiness turns off because all of a sudden they believe that they've become bigger than what they represent. And this happens all the time with just about everything. I mean, you you see Christian pastors, these extremely famous, uh, uh, very influential pastors who, you know, build these incredible followings and these incredible ministries. And then something happens where they're, where, where, where they stop being honest and they and they they stop being trustworthy. And it's kind of like a domino effect because for a lot of people, for most people, I would say for like 98% of people, when you are dishonest and you get away with it, you continue to be dishonest because because in your mind you're invincible and there's nothing uh, there's there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing trying to put you back on that route of honesty. Same goes with the trustworthiness. When, when you lose your trustworthiness and you get away with it, there's no incentive to regain that trustworthiness. And that's unfortunate, but that's something that all of us deal with. And, and again, I'm not calling anyone out, but I'm making this general statement that this is what we have to be very careful about, especially as our generation. We already have this stigma of we're, we're entitled, we're spoiled, uh, we, we, we lie, and, and we're not uh, we're not accountable. We're also not trustworthy. These are the things that they say about us. And the sad part is leaders within our generation are doing nothing to battle that stigma. I now want to turn to some examples on some university in some universities. Okay, this week we have seen two universities go completely crazy. I'm talking, of course, about Missouri State and Yale University. Now, um, let's talk about Missouri State because that's the one that's most recent. The Yale controversy has died down a bit. But the Missouri State one has just been blossoming and blossoming and not in a good way. Like this is an ugly flower that it's blossoming. And this is no tulip. This is no rose. This is no, I don't know, a daffodil. This is no sunflower. This is a I don't know. Insert ugly flower. I'm not a botanist, okay? Don't, mm, uh, you know, I don't do research on flowers before my show. Sorry. So what's been happening at Missouri State? Well, well, I mean, you probably know the details by now, but let me just share with you kind of some of the, some of the indirect developments. 
you are seeing, and, and this has been an issue in universities and, and really our society for a long time, you're seeing these oversensitive and 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 hyperventilating social justice warriors come out in the forefront and begin to completely uh, not only hijack the situation and turn it into something completely grotesque, but you have seen them change the tide. You have seen them insert um, or, or you have seen them create an environment in which honesty and trustworthiness are not welcome. So at Missouri State, what's been happening on, on a very broad level is that social justice warriors have thrown out due process and rational opposition to alternative ideas in favor of hysteria and mob rule. If you've seen what happened at Missouri State, and a lot of this is already coming out, we don't need these in-depth investigations to, to, to understand that a lot of these accusations, such as there's a KKK on campus, or such as this fraternity had a white girls only party, we're already finding out that these stories are fake. The SGA president today, Thursday, said that he made up the notion that there's an active KKK chapter on campus. But you see, this is, this is what's being allowed to happen. This very minor issue, which, which you know, to, to their credit, could have been a very real issue. This whole, you know, feces making a swastika, although where's the proof of it is kind of the question. But they take these situations and they build it up to be something so far detached from reality and the truth that no one knows what the reality is, what the truth is. But that is becoming the norm. And it is perpetuated by our generation who for some reason, and maybe it's because of that Coney 2012 crap, it was like, stop Coney 2012, he had been dead. But anyways, you know, maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because of, of, of I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. But our, our generation feels the need to be, for lack of a better term, social justice warriors. But more than that, and again, I hate generalizing, but our, our generation is beginning uh, to develop this mentality that we need to be coddled, that we are fragile and beautiful little flowers, and that we can't be exposed to alternative ideas. The same thing happened at Yale. If you remember that staff member who sent out the email who said, you know, this Halloween, there are going to be cultural costumes, you know, essentially don't get so worked up over a costume. And students there were saying that that faculty member was creating an unsafe environment. One student who has been identified, I'm not going to say her name because she doesn't deserve to have her name said anywhere. But she, she accused the professor, she said, uh, she, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, so please excuse me for paraphrasing. But she essentially said, your job is to create a safe, emotional environment. Your job is not, and this is what she said, is not to create an intellectual environment. This is a Yale student at Yale University saying that a Yale faculty member's job is not to create an intellectual environment, a culture of intellectual discussion. 
That is incredible and completely heartbreaking. I mean, it's times like this that I sit back and I think, can I really do anything? Like, what, what, what can I really do to fight the craziness that is happening in my generation's name? I think a lot of you probably feel that way. You see these people at Missouri State, and you see these people at Yale, and you see these people at universities across the country who are losing their minds because they are uneducated, they are uninformed, They are social justice warriors who are looking for something to be offended by. They're not looking for the truth. They're not looking for for a true cause to get behind. Listen, if you have a cause, even if I don't agree with, with your cause, if it's a real cause and you're all for it, that's great. That's great. You do that. We may not agree on the cause, but that, that, do it. That's fine. But when you are someone who spends their days instead of studying, you know, instead of getting involved, instead of maybe, you know, I don't know, playing some intramural football, maybe some, maybe some soccer, maybe some, maybe some residence hall volleyball. Instead of doing that, you're out looking for crap to get annoyed over. Not just annoyed, but like pissed off to the extent of like wanting to burn buildings down, essentially ruin people's careers ruin your professor. Listen, there are professors I don't like, but I would never want to ruin their career and get them fired. Um, I mean, that's third grade stuff. That's like, oh my God, I, I hate my teacher. So let's just get her fired. Stop being third graders. And the same thing, you know, talking about honesty and trustworthiness, and I talked about this three, four weeks ago, when back when I did shows, uh, I, I talked about this with, uh, with the gun control thing. You know, you want to talk about honesty, gun control advocates, as I mentioned in, the, in that episode, whichever one it was, uh, bonus points uh, to uh, whoever remembers this one. But I said, you know, gun control advocates are not being um, honest, and you can't trust them. Because all they're saying is, oh, we want reasonable gun control, when in reality, they want to strip away the entire Second Amendment right. Because deep down, they don't agree with the Second Amendment, but they won't tell you that. Honesty, trustworthiness. This is what we lack. So let me ask you this. And this is a rhetorical question, uh, largely because um, I'm talking into a microphone and you can hear me, but I can't hear you. See how that works? It's my favorite. It's my favorite way of dialogue. What type of world do you want? This is a very complex question because certainly there are multiple answers and certainly there are uh, multiple ways to approach and answer this. I think, and, and there I, I, I've made just a quick you know, list of some of the things that I'd like in my ideal world. Um, and most of these are just principles that I want to be more prevalent um, than their antonyms. Okay, I want honesty. I think obviously this podcast is about honesty, honesty and trustworthiness. So I want honesty. I want trustworthiness. But more than that, I, I, I want there to be a reason for trustworthiness. 
I mean, there are people who I can't trust at all. And that is because they have consistently made uh, a reputation around themselves of being people who do not tell the truth. You see how those two go together? Damn, I'm good. So honesty, trustworthiness, a reason to trust. But also, I, 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 I want a world, you know, people always say, like, I say people always say, it's not like I, I get that much attention about this. But well, I guess I could phrase it this way. Whenever someone attacks these social justice warriors and says, and, and, and they say, oh my gosh, you know, you could be spending your time doing something else. People always say, well, you're hardly, you know, you're hardly uh, contributing to the better world because, uh, because you're attacking these people for, for their causes. Okay, first of all, don't have such a stupid cause like the people at Missouri State and Yale. And that's rule number one. Your cause shouldn't be stupid. Number two, I am building a better world. All right. Because in my point of view, a better world is a world in which people can be called out for their idiocracy. If you're one of these social justice warriors in Missouri State and you're someone who wants to keep a reporter out because you don't trust the media, but you also want your event to get covered, but just like this very weird type of dynamic that you're going on with, uh, you're an idiot. And I want to have the the freedom, just as you have the freedom. Listen, I'm all for freedom. Um, you have the freedom to be an idiot. I have the freedom to call you out. Okay. You have the freedom to go to your safe space. I have the freedom um, to talk loudly in the direction of that safe space. Sorry if I offend you, but ultimately I want a world where feelings are not are, are, are not chief. A world where feelings are not the primary motivation behind things. You know, we get this all the time, especially with like the gun violence thing. Oh, some, you know, there was a shooting today. We feel really bad and, and we feel outraged and we feel like, gun. you notice the left will always use the word feel. We feel this, we feel that. We mm, They're just a big old group therapy session. Anytime you make legislation or you, you make any type of societal change based off how you feel, that's not good. That is not the way that change is supposed to come. It's supposed to come from a place of logic and reason, not feelings and, and stomach churns. It's disgusting. Stop voting with your heart. I also want a world where the go-to response is not Oh, you're racist. Oh, that's sexist. Oh, you're such a misogynist. Oh, you just hate vegetables. Because it's not true. There's only a few vegetables I don't like. And one of them is artichokes because they're, they're weird. They're weird. Have you ever seen an artichoke? They're, I mean, first of all, they taste weird. Um, their texture is weird. Um, they look weird. They're a little slimy, at least in my circumstances. Anyways, what kind of world do you want to live in? I, I'd love to hear your thoughts, even though this is kind of a rhetorical question, but you know, go ahead and tweet me at Stephen underscore Perkins. What kind of world do you want? What, what are the principles that you want in your world? I, I think, um, I think as, as I've said throughout this entire podcast, and you've probably gotten sick and tired of it, honesty and trustworthiness are the two foundations that I would like to see in this ideal world. Um, 
Another thing I like seeing in Ideal World is me as president. But, you know, this is when we start to get more theoretical and things that probably aren't going to happen because, let's be honest, people are idiots and they wouldn't know to vote for me um, because they're, I don't know, people people vote with their genitals nowadays. It's really weird. All right, well, that does it for this week's episode. I, I might as well quit while I'm ahead. If you enjoyed this episode, go on over. That was a very weird noise that I just made. Go on over to iTunes, in which you're probably already listening on iTunes. But if you're not going over to iTunes, uh, give us a review. Give it a rate, a rating. Um, you know, write a review and say, oh, my gosh, this is the worst show I've ever listened to. Five stars. Um, go on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stephen Perkins at Twitter or Twitter at underscore Stephen Perkins, facebook.com slash outset network and on Twitter at outset magazine is where you can find all the other great podcasting content that we have here on the outset network. And until we speak again next week, and yes, I will talk to you next week. God bless. Take care. And remember, piss off the social justice warriors.